And we are back! Welcome back to the Landy Lodge, everybody. We've got a sequel today. Another sequel. A blast from the past. Chris Perkowski from Charging the Mound is back. Chris, how's it going? What's going on, Nick? Thanks for having me back. Happy I'm to have you back, dude. Months in the making. I'm very excited. Months in the making. Last time we had you on, I think it was November. Yeah. The like, off-season. Yeah. But before we dive in, mm -hmm. uh, tell the people a little bit about what's going on at Charging the Mound and what's new. Okay. Uh, Charging the Mound is a... Uh, baseball blog. I like to go through uh, rumors, possible trades, you know, analysis. Basically, what I try to do with the blog, um, I don't like to just do. I'm trying to make it different, you know. I'm trying to put my own spin on it and sort of put analysis in it that you don't usually. I feel you don't usually see on blogs. Um, I try to. I try to make it something different that people. You well, know, I, I've noticed personally from from your work, you're kind of you're kind of looking at the forest rather than the tree. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. And the uh, the podcast, I just started it. We, we just recorded the fourth episode. It's a bi-weekly podcast connected with the with the blog that, uh, you know, I, I have guests on uh, and talk about baseball, usually specific topics. We've talked about domestic violence. We talked about uh, possible managers being fired, uh, you know, stuff like that. Hell yeah. All right. So before we lift off, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy a quick word from our sponsor. Quick little tune and we'll be right with you. None of that. Or something you forgot. See, everybody's forgotten something. You left it out. Just missed it. See? See? And so I can bring this out, what you've forgotten, if I ask you, who are you? Will you say I'm Paul Jones or whatever your name happens to be? I say, oh, no, no. I don't, don't give me that stuff. Who are you really? Who are you? Four, three, two, and one. And we are live. Chris Burkowski, welcome back. Just did our little intro plug. We've got new mic stands. Yeah. For those beautiful. of you listening, probably won't make a difference. <laughs> but we've got them, so just imagine them in your head. So, uh, Chris, let's talk some New York baseball. Let's just hit the ground running with okay. this. Let's start with your New York Yankees, the AAA first place New right. York Yankees. What the fuck's going on? Unbelievable! Man? They started the season six and nine. They're thirty-one and ten since then. <sighs> Fucking unbelievable, man! I can curse on this, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. You can curse all you want. Yeah, man. Uh, Paxton's back. Threw a gem yesterday in four. You know, limited pitches, but uh, was literally had no hits. So uh, you know, the rotation looks solid. Domingo Herman is. You know, has put it all together this season. Uh, and then with all the injuries, Stanton, Judge, uh, Andujar, Didi. So you've got a guy like Gio Urshela, who they took from the Indians because the Indians were like, ah, oh, this guy can't hit. And he's like, all right, we'll take him. He's got a good glove. And the guy's hitting like 330. <laughs> but he's, you know what's yeah. crazy? I feel like it's just formulaic for the Yankees at this point. You guys catch lightning in a bottle Absolutely. all the time. Absolutely. I don't know how you do it. I, I, Brian I, Cashman. Is it is it Cashman as much as it is I think, the coaching I think staff? It's the, I think it's probably a mix of both coaching staff. I is think, there some hidden knowledge in the Yankee clubhouse, like a maybe, ancient tome? Maybe, but uh, you know, I, I think it's probably a bit of the mix of the scouting department. They seem to have a really great judge of uh, of talent, um, especially hidden talent. Like I said, guys like Urshela and finding Cameron Maben off the street, who's been really great. Cameron um, Maben, former Marlin great. Former Marlin legend. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I got I, I was really sour on Aaron Boone last season, and I think he's done an excellent job. I, I don't I don't think that you can you can really complain about the manager who's taken the roster that they have this season and be first place in the AL East uh, you know, like I said, going thirty one and ten in their last forty one games. I, I don't think you can complain about the about the manager. He's done an unbelievable job this year. Well, I mean, anytime a manager has to deal with injuries to mm -hmm. a superstar lineup, it's make or break. It's make or yeah. break, and not only that, it's a reflection of the. Put it this way, club clubs that what did you say they went thirty one and ten? Yeah, thirty one and ten. You don't go thirty one and ten without 
a leader. Exactly. You don't go 31 exactly. and 10 w- without being behind your manager. It just Absolutely. doesn't happen. His his bullpen management is still a little iffy. Uh, he's putting guys like Jonathan Holder, who's really struggling. Uh, he's putting him in like high level le- high leverage situations still that I'm really questionable on. But aside from that, like I've got no complaints from the guy. You know, he's he's getting the most out of his players. And I keep going back to a guy like Urshela, who's you know making it so that they just absolutely cannot take him out of the lineup. It looks that way. Yeah. Compromises um, have to be made. Absolutely. If you're hitting, you're it's, hitting. Yeah. And, you know, Andujar's done for the season. He had, he had the sh- uh, shoulder surgery, torn labrum. Uh, Stanton's back in, it looks like, maybe two weeks. Didi's going to be back in, like, two weeks as well. Um, you know, come next season, if Urshela, it's it's a big if, if Urshela can continue the way he's hitting for the full season, then they've got, a like, an awesome problem to have going into next season. Do they keep Andujar? Like, you know, because the guy is completely defensively challenged. And Without the, question. And Urshela is, he's a gem. He's a gem in the field. And, you know, if like I said, if he can keep the bat alive for, a, you know, a, another hundred games or wherever we are, uh, you know, that kind of... That, it's going to pay dividends. It, yeah, absolutely. It's going to pay dividends to the future. And it's, you know, because you're wondering, all right, so then does Andujar become a full-time DH? But then, you know, it looks like... Clint Frazier might be the full-time left fielder next year, even though he's defensively challenged as well. But if he's the starting left fielder, then that means Stanton's got a DH. They're not going to trade Stanton, no. so that makes Andujar expendable. Do they get a Do they get a starter for him? What do you think? What do you think you could get for Andujar? I feel like you could get a, at the very least a solid you bullpen a, arm. Absolutely, I think you could get you know? a bullpen. and that's from, worth something these days from a team. From I mean, Andujar is a guy with the with his bat as as potent as it is. Any team is going to be going for him, honestly. And he's young. If you can he's afford like 20, it. He's 23 or something like that, you know? That's true. He does have time to learn. Yeah. He does have time to learn. Yeah. So, And the difference between, like I said, Frazier's defensively challenged, but it seems like the issue with Frazier is his route running, which is something you could fix like that. Yeah. So the the thing with Andujar is like his footwork, his 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 throws are inaccurate, his glove work. He like he doesn't know where to stand. It's it's a lot of issues that are going to take a lot of time to fix, or just won't be fixed. He might have to move to first base, or he might become a full time DH. And in that case, I think you're going to find any team that's going to take him. Not that I'm saying that the Yankees should trade him, but and this is all there's, there's this is be, all it's all hypotheticals. It, it, yeah. Exactly, this is all if Herschella can continue this, you know, at the pace he's on, which is a big if. This is, he's completely unproven. But, you know, again, you this, how, this whole, yeah. the past three minutes of me talking might be all worthless because <laughs> the guy, like, the guy could go 0 for, 0 for 500 for the rest of the season. Well, who knows? Maybe yeah. maybe you'll be uh, you'll be a seer. Maybe you saw into <laughs> yeah. the future. Maybe you knew. Um, and it's got to, look, it's an exciting time if you're a Yankee Absolutely. fan. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I was in Delaware uh, for a family thing, and I went to Casino Dover Downs where they have sports gambling. And I put forty bucks on the Yankees if they win the World Series. I'm in two hundred forty dollars, baby. There you go. It's not bad. It's not a bad bet. It's not a bad bet. You know. Speaking of which, you know, I don't know if I ever brought this up to you. I, I probably have. Do you remember when I was in Vegas and I called you? Yeah, you asked me. Yeah, I, I was like, Yo, I'm thinking of betting on the Red Sox, but I, I was like, But I'm kind of thinking the Rays. And you're like, like, I was like, I think Rays. the Rays. I was like, I think the Rays have got it. Their, the their pitching is great. Yeah, and then they just f- fucking fell apart in the, you, in the you, playoffs. You deserve none I'm of the sorry, blame. Man. For, you deserve no blame for me losing my money. My <laughs> mistakes sorry. are my own. How much did you put down on that? Oh, I put eighty bucks. Oh, uh, you would have had a nice Rays... win with the Red Sox. Oh, I'm so sorry. Man, if the Red Sox won, I would have been in like five. <laughs> they grand. did win. That was twenty thirteen. That's what I meant. Yeah. If I bet on them, yeah. they, I would have won like five grand. I oh, think it was. Oh my god, it's all good. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. I just, you know, it was a lesson for me. It's like just trust yourself, man. Right. Trust right. yourself. Your trust was worth five thousand dollars in one night. Right. So I learned. And a you big know lesson. what? I, I learned a big I, lesson. I, it was probably a little biased that I was like, "Yo, fuck the Red Sox." That's true. Yeah, we were but, uh, we were young. We were young and foolish. Yeah, but uh, looking back, I yeah, I think the Red Sox was the smarter bet. But I was just like, I, I like the underdog. The Go Rays for the were Rays. hot though. That's the thing. Were, this was this was in the a, middle of July. They had a crazy was, run. In, yeah, yeah, going yeah, yeah. going into the playoff break. Uh, the the uh, All Star break. So the prediction was justified, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to, you want to touch on your Yankees? No, man. Uh, I, I, no complaints for, you know, no, complaints. I feel like, I feel like the little first time in a, in a little while for, for me with the Yankees, no complaints at all. Things are looking good. Well, yeah. 31 and 10 in the last yeah. fucking 41 games. What are you going to do? Exactly. Good for you guys. You want to talk about, I want to talk about the Mets. I want to talk about the good first. Okay. I want to talk about the good first. Pete Alonzo. 
first and foremost, Jeff McNeil. Yeah, but he's on the IL now. I know. But, you know, he'll be all right. He's he's crazy. He'll be all right. I love the man. My only issue is the way that Callaway uses him. I couldn't agree more. He's he's an infielder. Second base, third base. Play him there. Why is he playing left field and looking completely out of place? Callaway is a whole other issue I don't even want to get into right now. But starting with the good. Yeah. Jeff McNeil. Yeah. Love the guy. I think Level swing. Hits to all fields. Runs hard on every play. Defensively sound wherever we place him, yeah. but he belongs in the infield. Yes. I agree yeah. with you. Um and now let's talk about Pete Alonso. And I just want to say what what a what a what a state of affairs it is for the for the New York Mets fan base that we have a guy who's chasing down Mark McGuire's rookie record, yeah. hits two bombs last night, and we lose. Yeah. Just like you can't lose a game where DeGrom gives up one run. You can't lose a game where Alonzo hits two bombs. Nope. You nope. don't. That's not how you're gonna win. That was that was last night's game, right? They blew it with they the blew Dun- it. Yeah. Oh my blew god. Blew it. I, I don't, look, yeah, it's unforgivable. We can move man. on. We can move into what what we don't like. I want. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. I don't the, like the Mickey only Callaway. the only complaint with with Alonzo. I feel, and I'm sorry. We'll get back that's to cool, Callaway. Cool. The we only complaint I have with Alonzo is uh, he seems to be. It looks like he's back now for, but like two or three weeks, he was like changing his approach at the plate and trying to pull the ball more. Like, man, you're clubbing home runs to the opposite field. Just keep doing what you're doing. I and agree, to but be, maybe that's to... just who he's been. Maybe he's always been a guy to just adjust randomly. Maybe, yet, maybe. Know? It was, Some weird. Guys it was just like really that. weird. I went to the game last Saturday, and he had two or three at-bats where he, like, looked miserable at the plate, trying to, just trying to hit the ball out of the stadium. And, like, was getting fooled on change-ups and stuff, like, swinging on it, like, landing on his knee. Just off his game. Just yeah, off his like, game. just, and, and I feel like for, like, a week or two before that as well, he, it looked like he was just trying to pull the ball on every at-bat. And it's just like, do what's working He's for gonna you, learn. man. He's going to learn. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's going to learn also, in time. the Mets have a terrible hitting coach in Chili Davis. I couldn't agree the, more. Chili so Davis maybe, was... Maybe uh, he's the one that's like, hey, man, you know, why don't we fix your swig? And he's like, Because he okay. wants credit. No, yeah. fuck Chili Davis. He wants Chili, some kind of credit There's a reason that Chili Davis has been run out of Boston and Oakland as a hitting coach. He's terrible. No. And the Mets were like, oh, yeah, Chili Davis. No, because the Mets are... The 1998! Bron- because here's, the, here's what the Mets do. Here's what the Mets do. Oakland does something. Boston steals it. Yes. Then the Mets try to take it from Boston, but it's a game of telephone. Right. So like, there's a couple screws loose now because you went from went to fucking Boston. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Look, I I Callaway. I don't hate the guy. I don't hate the guy. I think, uh, and I I talked about this on uh, we recorded last night with uh, Brian McCormick and Andrew Parker from Pick Last Podcast. Nice little shout out. Uh, Brian was saying, you know, and I agree, Callaway's a good coach. But he's an awful manager. Yeah, he'd work much better if he was like a bench coach. He, I, I think mean, he'd be a great he was, bench he coach. He was a pitching coach in Cleveland, and that's where yeah. he got That was his bread and butter. Yeah. But then now he can't even manage his pitchers. You've got the Cy Young Award winner who's got like a 380 RA. You got Noah Syndergaard who's like a 480 RA. Can't get it together. Uh, Wheeler's well, yeah, Wheeler's right. Wheeler's been alright, but still, he, exactly, down. yeah. Matt's has been looking better lately. Yeah, lately, Matt. and then and then Jason Vargas is just like he should Trash. be shot into garbage. the sun. Trash. Him and Todd Frazier. I think if we could just get rid of hell yeah, Todd fuck Frazier. Todd Frazier. Frazier's garbage. Frazier is garbage. He's, There's no reason I don't Frazier know why should they be at his... third and Jeff McNeil should be in the, in the outfield. outfield. It's absolute. Know. There's garbage. no spot for Todd it's Frazier on the team. Absolute garbage. But he's but isn't he? I think he's a Brody guy. I don't care. Yeah. He's garbage. I know. He's but garbage. No, and uh, dude, if you remember my first episode, I, know. I told the story about Todd Frazier. You were right. Yeah. <laughs> you were fucking right. So, Todd Frazier, like, I just, I didn't understand the, the signing last year. It didn't make any sense to me then. When a guy like Mike Moustakos was on Thank the market you. and you could have, and you needed a lefty bat. I know. I know. I wanted Moustakis that entire offseason. I was like, oh my god. The, the fact we were like a week from spring training and he still didn't sign, I was like, Jesus Christ, we can get him for cheap. Yeah. Somebody do something! But fuck. Anyway. And now he's going to be an all-star with the Brewers this season. Oh, who who saw that coming? <laughs> oh, gee, who would have guessed Mike Moustakis, former all-star, would be an be all-star? all-star. <laughs> who would have guessed Todd Frazier, former 200 hitter, would be a 200 hitter? Oh, man. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. But you know, you know, analytics, right? Yeah. But, uh, man, like, just fuck Todd Frazier. He, he fucking sucks at all aspects of the game. He He's garbage. Yeah. And, and, and then. It's the only word for him. And then I we don't. We don't even have to go into detail. No. Yeah. He's, he's garbage. Just he's garbage. garbage. But then the other thing, and he still hasn't played this season. I still don't get the Jed Lowry signing. 
What sense did it make when you've got Jeff McNeil? He is Jeff McNeil. I, I McNeil is Lowry. Here's kind of where I'm with. Here's kind of where I'm with. And, the Jed you, Lowry. and, and unfortunately, here's while he the, shouldn't have been there, you already had Frazier. Here's where the Jed Lowry thing makes sense. Jed yeah. Lowry makes sense in a world where you're getting rid of Todd Frazier and Jed Lowry became the infielder plan B with yeah, Jeff yeah. McNeil as infielder plan A. Yeah. Jeff McNeil had a red hot second half last season. Mm-hmm. God knows I didn't shut. Yeah, the when fuck he debuted, up. yeah, I didn't shut the fuck up about it. He hit like 360 to start his career. Exactly. It was the Jeff McNeil era. Anyway. <sighs> Yeah, no, they, you're they right. If they it, were to trade or release Frazier, then that signing Lowry would make sense. And use Lowry as, like, plan B. Yeah. That made sense to And me, use Lowry like, as what the Yankees are using DJ LeMahieu as. Perfect. Yeah, but perfect. Lowry, I mean, Lowry's hurt, so it's all for naught. But, you know. Lowry's hurt. As far as I'm concerned, Frazier can get hurt. Um, <laughs> Callaway can get hurt. Now, the, Davis can get hurt. The, the, the four-game sweep of the Nationals is the worst thing that could, that could have possibly happened to the Mets because yeah. it bought Mickey Callaway at least another month. You might not be wrong. You might not be wrong. Truthfully. They could have they they could have and should have just fired him after the Marlins series. You can't get swept by the Marlins and score like two runs in three games against the fucking Marlins. It's hard because you have to keep the team together. Sure. Right? Yeah. And it you know? seems like the players like Callaway. Like it doesn't it doesn't seem like the players, you know, want him to get fired. But so you can't. I understand that because, like, who, then who becomes a manager? You know, you can't destabilize well, the clubhouse. I mean, they hired they hired Jim Riggleman as the bench coach, and Jim Riggleman has made a career out of replacing guys midseason. Jim He's, Riggleman. He has be, he has uh, become interim manager in the middle of the season three times in his career. Jesus Christ! Most recently, last season with the Reds. <laughs> and so when it when they hired him as the bench coach, everybody was like, "Oh, so the writing's so on like the wall that, with Mickey huh? Calloway." <laughs> Good. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. I like Callaway. I like him. I just don't want him managing the. New he York seems Mets. like a good guy, but he's just not a good manager. I I, I, I didn't invite him to my barbecue. I just don't want him managing my sports club. <laughs> like I said, like his. We talked about putting McNeil in left field. I feel like he's like he doesn't have good evaluation of positional like value, uh, where he mixes up his outfielders and stuff. Conforto should be in left field full time. He's a left fielder. Nimmo should be in right field full time. He's a right fielder, and he's done that. But then, like, there are games where he puts both guys in center field, and they're not good center fielders. Like, they just don't have the route running ability or or the the range to play center field. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to leave it at this. I want to leave it at this. The Mets are in a unique position. They've got two or three years to put something mm-hmm. together. Absolutely. Because with the, the core is there. The core is there and the core is growing. Yeah. And the lineup is young. Yeah. And shockingly, the pitching's starting to get a little older. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, look, you got two or three years before this pitching is gone. Exactly. And you then that's your, that's it. Yeah. So they, it's like, I don't need that. I want, obviously, I want the Mets to win the World Series. Yeah. There's a delusional part of me right now that says, they can do it. You got to believe. They can pull it together. You got to believe. They did this in 2015. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. there's, that part of me is there. But what I really need from the Mets this season is for them not to be out of it in August. Yeah, absolutely. Just be in they it. Need, they need to add a bullpen arm by the All-Star break, if they're still in it. I think yeah. they need to add another bullpen arm. I think so, yeah. too. But um, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully next and time I have Jason you on. Vargas. Replace Jason Vargas. Honestly, like... You know, the, the, the draft is uh, on Monday. Uh, and after that, Yeah, the draft is on Monday, and after that, uh, Keichel and Kimbrell do not cost a draft pick. There's no draft compensation to sign them. So maybe they'll wait. maybe they'll do it then, but you know that'd be a smart thing to do. So this is good because that's going to give Mets fans hope, and Mets fans like that. So yeah. let's leave it at that. Um, so what else you got going on when you're not baseballing? Not much, man. Uh, I just finished school. Uh, you know, I, I'm going back to school to get my teaching degree, so I just finished the my my first year back. Very cool. Uh, that's dope. So, uh, but other than that, you know, I'm as you know, I'm a I'm a big movie guy. Yes. Yeah. I just uh, I just saw. Uh, John Wick Chapter Three last week. I I haven't seen any John Wick. So the John Wick movies, but they seem cool. They I, seem fun. When when the first John Wick came out, and everybody was like, "Oh, this movie's unbelievable." I was like, "Really? John Is it?" Oh, and then I, I, it took me like five years to see it, and so then I finally saw it, and I was like, "This is fucking incredible." And it's like the the action sequences, the choreography, the fight choreography is like unmatched, and. Keanu fucking rocks my like rocks my fucking socks off, man. No, Keanu Keanu's good for everything. And you can see like you can see that he's doing the stunts. He's like fifty and he's doing his own stunts in the fight scenes. It's like it's unreal. Well, and he's uh, a baller. Yeah, but um, probably my favorite thing in the whole series is like the world building. 
like they put a lot of effort into the world building to the point that it's like okay in like it's like this like it, you know they're like uh assassins like hitmen kind of kind of deal and it's like they all have they all use like the same currency like these gold coins and like and so then there's like there's rules that like in this uh, particular hotel no business can be conducted there so it's like you know it's like a safe haven for hitmen and stuff that they won't be they won't be killed there and it's like uh, just everything there's so much effort put into it and with each new um you know each, each new addition to the series you get a little more piece of that world building of like oh well like because you're wondering like well why is this like what what's that like, you know uh with john wick you're like how does he get this like where do you get this fighting ability and then in john wick chapter three just now we find out that like as a kid he was in this like russian orphanage and they like and there was like a fight club in it, and you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. So they're constantly okay, yeah. building their exactly, yeah. Movie and it's it's movie. really cool. it's really smart, great writing. The direction is awesome. Uh, you know, if you you can look up videos like Keanu does his own like shooting and stuff. There's like five minute videos of him in the desert, like like target practice with like assault rifles and stuff. That's sick. Yeah, and like so you can tell like all the reloading and everything like that. Like he's just it's all it's all fucking him. It's I I can't. I can't gush enough about the John Wick series. It's probably my favorite film series of all time. The Landy Lodge, sponsored by John Wick. the John Wick series. <laughs> oh man, that's pretty cool. I don't know. I don't. I don't see many more many movies anymore. No? Uh, I st- I'll still watch them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll still go to the theater or if, like there's a night where I'm bored. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I'll watch something that like I should, probably should have watched ten years ago, but I'll just decide to watch today. But yeah, like I, I just watched like uh, th- this movie that came out in like 2015 called Green Room. It's like a horror thriller with Patrick Stewart. Never even heard of it. It's uh, it's like this punk band is playing a show, and the show is at this like kind of bar that's run by like neo Nazis, and they see a murder, and then uh, they're trying to be held captive by the neo Nazis, and they got to fight their way out of it, and it's like gory as shit, and it's fucking, it's a, it's a wild ride, and Patrick Stewart plays a neo-Nazi, and I wasn't expecting it at all. <laughs> so, like, I mean, he's bald enough yeah, for it. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's, man, it's a great, it's a great horror movie. If any of you guys are horror fans, and you haven't seen Green Room, I highly recommend Green Room. It's a really fun watch, and only like an hour, 30 minutes. That's good. It's hard for horror movies to reel me in. Yeah. There are some good ones, and there's some horror ones guy. I love. I'm not a big horror guy. I've got a soft spot for, like, the killers, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, f- you know Freddy Krueger and Jason and, you know. But I'm not really a horror guy. Okay. I've always... You know what I miss? I, I miss, like, summers filled with comedies, like, good comedies. Oh, th- there's... Good com- good comedies are really hard to come by now. Yeah. I don't know what it is. They don't, I, I don't, they know don't what sell it is, like man. they used to. I mean, if you remember, True. like, when we were in high school, like... That's what sold. Like Wedding Crashers is what hit the box. Office. Yeah, yeah. Pineapple Express is what hit Super the box. Super bad. Office. You know, knocked that, up. That's yeah. what crushed. But Se- Step Brothers. Yeah, stuff like Comic that. Comic book movies crush now. Now, the, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it's a shame. But also, I think the issue is that the comedies that are coming out now are. Tr- I feel like they're trying too hard to be those movies, yeah, and they not they, they, they suck. The- yeah, because it, it's like a second rate. It's like yeah. it's, nobody wants a photocopy. Right, you know, gave, paint me something genuine. I feel yeah, like like movies like the first Hangover was un, like enormous, and for, you know for good reason. And yeah. then they were like, "All right, perfect. We made like two hundred million dollars. Let's make this movie two more times. Just the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> really the cash people. in. Well, because yeah. the mistake with that was like it's so blind. It's so blind because part of the appeal of the Hangover is you don't know what's coming. Right. You have no idea what's yeah, coming. And catches then, you by and then, surprise. And then when you make two more sequels, it's like, all right, well, one of them's going to get lost, and then they have to find that guy, and there's going to be hijinks along the yeah, way. So we're going to yeah. wake up in a place we don't recognize, yeah. have to piece everything together. Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it, it should have ended at one, but, you know, studios are going to try to make money off of anything they can. And Did yeah. any Judd Apatow films get a sequel? Not that I know of. Well, you know what? There's a what's you know that what? movie? Uh, this uh, is forty is yes. a loose is a loose sequel to yes. Knocked Up because it's the same Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann same characters from Knocked yeah. Up. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. But see, but that's that's kind of speaks to I guess what I was gonna uh, uh, I guess uh, what I say praise him for mm-hmm. is he likes when to keep he did it original. Se- when he yeah. did a sequel, he didn't just copy the first one. Yeah, he did just a completely different thing, which is yeah. funny because Get Him to the Greek wasn't an Apatow film. But it's kind of the same idea, right? Right. Where it was like, it's but yeah, technically and it's still a, sequel. a loose sequel to yeah. for, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, 
Exactly. I don't know. I miss. I miss. Summer I miss comedies. movies like that. Absolutely. I miss I'm, summer comedies. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm with you pretty much there. But comic book movies are fun. Yeah. I'm look. Uh, I'm. I don't know if there's any coming out soon. Spider Man. Spider Man. Far from Home. July. Yeah. That's the, the soonest one I, th- I can think of. I didn't even see the first one. So you didn't see Homecoming? I didn't see Homecoming. It's dude, it's top three Marvel movie for me. Well, I'm gonna see Into the Spider Verse first. Into the Spider Verse. That was unbelievable. I heard that was amazing. That's not. It's not in the Marvel Cinematic I know, Universe, I know, but yeah, but but that's the Dude, it's so really fucking good. good. I'm gonna go on a Spider-Man tear because uh-huh. it's on deck for um, a game I'm gonna stream. I'm actually gonna stream all of Spider-Man on the PS4. Oh, okay. And that's I, when I, I watched the movies. I still play that. I've heard it's so good. It's supposed to be amazing. Yeah. I remember I had the one on PS2 back in the day. Oh, yeah, me and too. And it blew my mind. Dude, me the too. way you could just swing around the city. Yeah. That was like one of the first open world I would just do that. I ever had. I yeah. would just do that for hours. It was relaxing. Yeah. Was and I loved, I loved the, um, uh, what's the dude's name? Um, oh, man. The, uh, he was in like every Spider, every of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. He was like the ring announcer for the wrestling uh, in the first one. He was in a, he was in Evil Dead, but like Bruce Campbell. Okay, that's the guy's name. So he narrated uh er, like the the Spider Man game, the first one, where like when you're doing the training and stuff. Yes, and he's like, all right, so you're gonna do this, and like one and one of the things he's like, and I still remember it because it was such it was so like just silly and funny. He's like, all right, so uh, you're gonna try web slinging. I'm gonna go get a ham sandwich, and then and like then the next thing the I next, remember that. And then the next I thing remember he comes that back line. and he's like he's like, okay, so. <laughs> you're gonna hit x and you're gonna shoot a web <laughs> see that's why i like yeah. spider-man too because spider-man always gives the effort to make you laugh yeah which yeah. is not present in many comic book movies anymore which is a little disappointing marvel's done really well at it lately yeah absolutely like the most recent marvel movies have been pretty funny i'm excited for gar as guardians 3 that's uh, probably yeah. the marvel movie i'm looking the most forward to yeah is guardians of the galaxy 3 i'm excited as hell for that are you looking forward to star wars episode 9 you know what? I am. There was a yeah. lot of... Did you like Last Jedi? Because <sighs> I, I liked it. I had I had some issues with it. I, don't, I, I didn't thought... Like, I didn't like the, the, you know, Leia force flying through space. But, you know... there were. Here's what I'm saying. I loved about 25% of it. Really? Loved. loved. Okay. I liked maybe 10. And then you hated the rest of it. Disliked another 30 and then hated the rest. Okay. I really did not like the movie. I thought it was. I liked Force Awakens. I love. It was Force very Awakens. safe. Yeah. You know, we've all seen Episode Four again. Yeah. It was very safe, but it was fun. It was a good time, good humor, fun for the whole family. Yeah. Last Jedi was just to me kind of a mess. There sure. were a lot of like, like any scene with Kylo and Rey, I actually loved. I did too. I loved any scene oh with Kylo the, and Rey. The fight scene in that in the red the room, throne room is. Probably also, the best fight scene in any Star Wars movie ever. It's it's up there. It yeah. really is a fantastic scene. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This is part. It's 25. percent I absolutely loved yeah. about this movie. Um, yeah, I love the development between Kylo and Rey. I love the scene with thought, Yoga, not Yoga. Yoga. <laughs> the scene with Yoda and Luke. Oh, and Luke with the gets church like, is burning. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. He thinks the, the sacred Jedi text. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love Chad this. Vader. Yeah, so not Chad Vader. Chad Skywalker. So, no, Jeff Skywalker. That's so the joke. here's the here's the thing that I loved about that, like, uh, with 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 Luke, uh, when he sees R two, and he like. And and you know Luke's voice kind of goes back to him as like young Luke, and he's like R two exactly. He's like a kid. (laughs) Yeah, I it melted my heart. Well, you see, Mark Hamill want Mark Hamill actually wanted to do more of that. Yeah, he want he was begging Disney to let Luke, Han, and Leia come back together again. The three of them never came back together. Yes, so he was begging them to do that, and they were just like, no, we're not about it. Yeah. So in the second movie, there's a scene where he sees C-3PO for the first time. Mm-hmm. And they don't, nothing happens. Yeah. But Mark Hamill did an entire take where he had a reunion with C-3PO. Because he, like, it was just like the, like, yeah. you, what you picked up with R2. Yeah. R2! He did something yeah. with 3PO like that too. And that's a deeper bond because that was his father's droid. Right. And he did this whole scene and they cut it from the film. Yeah. But then, then you know, he he did. I know he did complain about about the way that the script was written and everything like that. But then, in a in a in a later interview, he said that you know I I I, I take it back. I I like what happened. So who knows? You know, 
No, he's, he's still he's bitching. St- he's still he, bitching. I no, follow. He, I no. follow the Mark Hamill bitching saga. Oh, okay. and he's still he's still bitching. He just sometimes has to tow the company line because they okay. pay him, which is why they had him uh, drink the milk on that island randomly. Because it's like, oh, Luke, you're gonna yeah. bitch. Come, drink the milk. You're getting that mm-hmm. paycheck, Luke. Mm-hmm. You're getting that paycheck. Um, I love Mark Hamill. I think most of his bitching is justified. I agree with most of his bitching. I just think he should do less bitching. Like, yeah, <laughs> he should have bitched when the trilogy was done. <laughs> not in between episodes. Right, right. Um, but I don't know. It was a mess. They ruined Finn. What the hell is I Finn? Hated the Finn? What the hell is yeah, Finn now? Was, that Finn Finn's, wasted arc. Yeah, it, that was just gonna say wasted, they wasted arc. His, they, his story he, arc. he was probably one, he was the most exciting thing about the Force Awakens yeah. for me. He was the character I was invested in the yeah, most. Yeah, I absolutely. And then when it. they just dumped on his character in I the Last Jedi, and Rose was a terrible character. Yeah, Rose. But I'm not gonna go attacking the actress like so many people did. Yeah, that's disgusting. a real shame that people would she sink that fucking, low. She didn't fucking no, write it. No, she's just doing her job. Yeah. Just like us. We she go was, to work. She was fine. She was fine. The character just sucks. Yeah, she Sorry, read the man. script. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't write. She didn't, exactly. Yeah, she didn't write it. But, but, then, people, but then the Star Wars like, nerds are, are like, man. yeah, they're like, they're like, hey, fuck you. Fuck you for being in this movie. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. I don't know. Some people are delusional, People wrote her fucking death threats because they hated because they hated the character. People are straight up delusional. People are straight up delusional and they care too much about it. Happens it happens with fandom like that. It's it's a yeah, it's a bad side effect of like massive fandom. Exactly. Um I thought I'm not quite sure what they're doing with Poe. The whole Poe and General Haldo back and forth was I think very like she could have just told him what was going that's, on. That's my big gripe with it is <laughs> like, that she killed lot, she killed so many people like a lot of people. because she couldn't just tell him his pl- her plan. Stupid, stupid Laura Dern. Stupid Laura Dern. <laughs> oh, she he, like any Play every time he was like space was dumb. I hated it. Yeah. I, you know what I was really rooting for? They could have had me. What I wanted to see there was the scene. It was basically what I'm saying is Leia should have died mm-hmm. because the scene chilled me to the bone of kylo who's already murdered his father, father yeah. in in his like empire ship looking down on his mother's ship ready to annihilate her mm-hmm. and then he he sends the order they pull the trigger they kill her kylo killing both of his parents like that would have made me love him as a villain because then i hate him yeah exactly but then Leia just comes back it's like so why even build that up? What are you doing? I know. I thought. I what thought when doing? it happened, I thought that was that, and then she force flies back into the fucking thing. I'll give what's his name, Ryan Johnson. This you can find old footage of him in interviews saying like he never wants to make a movie that's universally beloved. He thinks there's something wrong with a movie that's universally beloved. He loves. He his objective with filmmaking is for people to just be divided about yeah. it so that they never stop talking about yeah. it. and it makes sense because here we are. Talking about on my podcast. People, yeah, you know, I and I, I kind of agree with that. Like, people, I feel like it's too, um, to be, to find something that's, like, so crowd-pleasing. I feel like it's too, like, just, like, trying to, you know, cater to a certain audience just, yes. like, totally. Yeah. Just try to make your own thing. And if people love it, they love it. If people hate it, they hate it. Exactly. But if people talk about it more, then, then well, you've got the, the power. Thing, yeah. That's the thing, dude. It's like, the biggest currency in the world is attention. Absolutely. That's what everybody wants is your Absolutely. attention. That's why it's like, you know how much money people made with the whole fiasco with this Game of Thrones finale? Because that was very divisive. Yeah. And people can't shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. Case of point. I had a whole podcast about it. Right. You know how much money HBO is making because the show ended Boat and loads. people are still talking. People are still talking. Like, usually a show ends, people talk, and then it's just over. This shit ain't over. And no. they're also making no. a bunch of prequels. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 but you know, and I'm interested to see where, uh, what is it, Rise of Skywalker? Is that what the new one is called? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see what there is because it's like, oh, so Luke's not dead then? Cool. If they make so, Rise yeah. of Skywalker, I'm gonna be very upset. Yeah, I actually yeah. loved that they made that turn where she was like, oh, Where's, your parents oh, were nobodies. Yeah, ex- I loved that. I thought that that's yeah. one of the things I loved. Again, yeah, everything, pretty much everything, Ray and Kylo. I yeah, loved it was perfect. Yeah. Everything else was garbage. You know what I? Did you hate because there were so many people that hated, um, you know, Luke's uh, death. But I, but then I, then I found as people talked about it more, they didn't understand the death because I heard a lot of people Rikowski, like. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Can I tell you something? What? Not not to sound too much like a snob, but I feel like there's a lot of people who really don't know what they're looking at. Yes, because a but lot of on, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people who were complaining about it were like were like, oh, what he was too tired from it and it killed him. It's like no, he was finally at peace. 
Yes. He was finally at peace and could die happy. Here's the thing. Yeah. I, being, you know, because I'm a... a <laughs> I, liked, I liked the death. No, the death the yeah, death was... made sense for his arc. Yeah. Me and my worthless opinion, I would have done his arc differently. Um, But for what his arc was supposed to be, it was a perfect death. Totally. He made peace totally. with his biggest failure. The whole Luke arc was about failure and picking yourself up from failure. The right. greatest teacher failure is. <laughs> like, that was the whole point. Yeah. So his failure was his nephew, Ben. He failed. I failed you, Ben. Exactly. So he faced his failure and is now at peace with where things are. So yeah. he was able to move on. And maybe he's able to come back because his job's not done. If that's if because oh, it seems like he's going to be. You mean so that alive. like people in the Star Wars world who die come back as force ghosts? Man, maybe. No. Maybe. I, I thought Yoda and Obi-Wan <laughs> and Anakin. I thought they were the only ones. I didn't know they could all do it. Um, and the... Qui-Gon, too, oh, if you watch Clone Qui -Gon, Wars. Qui-Gon, yeah. The only thing that I'm worried about is with Leia, is how are they... Because she died before they Just open it. the movie with her funeral. Uh, yeah. That'd be amazing. Sure, sure. That could be just so cinematically I have, beautiful. I have full trust a in... A space funeral? Yeah. <laughs> you know what they used to... I, at least, uh, I used to have this old uh, video game for my computer called X-Wing. Okay. And what they would do is if your character died... Instead of like cremating you or instead of burying you, they put you in a casket and they would just launch Send you into it space. Into space. <laughs> like that's how they did things. I don't know if that's canon for Star Wars, yeah. but I think that would be amazing if we just had this beautiful space funeral for Leia mm -hmm. and then we just sent her adrift to the cosmos. Yeah. But but my opinion's worthless. Right. Go on. Uh, <laughs> I have full trust in J.J. Abrams. I'm glad that they brought him back. J.J. Abrams is yeah. like the guy who, you know, he's just going to play it safe. Yeah. But still do a good job. But yeah, and I, I think it's I think him closing out this new the new trilogy is what it needed. Uh honestly. I just honestly they the, should the, just the kept guy, him for all three films. They wanted I, to originally I, I totally agree. I they, totally agree. They originally wanted to do a different director for each film. Yeah. And they originally did. They had the guy who did Jurassic World, and the Jurassic World movies are a fucking mess. They're <laughs> awful. And the guy's a terrible Hence director. That's why they're not yeah. letting him make the third yeah, movie. So, and they're like, hey yeah. JJ. So like JJ, please come back. Just man. play it yeah. safe. I have full trust in what he's going to do. Oh, you know what, dude? It's I guarantee you it's going to end up like um, Return of the Jedi. Because it's Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. You're, you're saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. A New Hope, The Force Awakens. You're saying the same right. thing. Um, I don't know. It's going to be fun. I'm going to go into it. Look, I love Star Wars. And even though I didn't like The Last Jedi... Mm -hmm. I still enjoyed myself when I went to see it. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's a lost art these days. Oh, it's like man. we can't critique things and still love them anymore. It's I, like if you yeah. have a critique of something, now you don't like it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I had such a bad experience in the theater with that movie. We The Last Jedi? Yeah. Okay. So, And I, I think one of the best experiences in life is going to a movie, opening weekend, having the crowd involvement. There's nothing like it. Honestly, there's absolutely nothing nothing like it where you're all invested in a movie. But lately, I, I don't know if it's like society as a whole is getting dumber, that people need to talk through the fucking movie and they need to make comments. Maria and I went to see Us, the new Jordan Peele movie a couple months ago. And like if you saw the commercials, you know what the movie is. So you know that there's a family that looks identical to this family. And so we're sitting there and the guy next to us is like, yo – it looks just like her. I'm like, yeah, man, that's the fucking movie. And like he, the comments did not. It just it was just shit like that for a fucking two hours. Remember, I, then, told, I said this to you about five minutes ago. Yeah. People don't know what they're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. But go so on. then send so the last Jedi. We go opening night. It's Thursday night, 1130 showing sitting behind us is this fucking like eight year old kid with his dad, his dad and his dad's friends. And the kid is is talking throughout the entire fucking movie, just like, "What does that mean? What what are they saying? What we what's going on now? What's?" And I'm just like, "Pay fucking attention, and you'll get it." And then there's one part where he's like, "He's like, I gotta go to the bathroom," and he's this heavy footed little bitch starts stomping down the rows and through the aisle to get to the bathroom. Then comes back, stomping back, comes back. What did I miss? What happened? And and then there was like a big thing with with where Luke and and Ray are talking for the first time, and it's important to the story. And so we're trying to pay attention. And he's just going, "What are they saying?" And his dad's just like, and finally the dad goes, "Shh, 
And then and then the kid's like, okay. And it keeps going. Then it gets to the part where uh Laura Dern like sacrifices the ship. Uh yes, yeah, yeah so, still... Yeah, she goes like she goes like quantum speed or whatever the fuck it was. So then uh it happens and it's silent. Uh, you could hear a pin drop in this in the in the theater, and I thought it was one of the best parts of the movie. It was so well done. So this kid, as it's about to happen, he no. counts it down. Like he knows something's about to happen, and then goes three, two, one, and then it happens. It's silent in the theater, and he goes, "Wait, what happened? You counted, it- <laughs> dude! You counted it down. What do you mean, what happened?" <laughs> and then, and then at the end, like I, I, I hated you counted this- it down. <laughs> I hated this fucking kid. I've never hated a child. Something of pure innocence and joy. <laughs> I've never hated something so much. <laughs> like, I like I wanted to just yell at the kid, but I couldn't because it's his dad. But like his dad, like my guess is that like it's the dad's like that's probably divorced and like it was his night with the kid. But he and his guy, he and his buddies had plans to go see Star Wars, and she's like, "You gotta take Tommy." And he's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's hilarious. But I luckily didn't have that problem. I can't, I, we, we, Maria and I have so, my girlfriend Maria, uh, you know, but maybe your audience doesn't, but, um. Congratulations on your, uh, master's degree. Yes. She, Maria. Yes. She just graduated master's. She's starting her PhD program in the, in the fall. So I'm very, excellent. I'm very sage proud of, of her. I just want to say thank the two of you for being sages of the lodge. <laughs> You're two oh, of the sages. Of course, man. Yes. Yeah. Um, so when, whenever we go to a movie now, it's like, we can't get away from people who just talk through the whole thing. It's and it's not just like it's not like they're a couple rows back from us. They're right next to us every time. We can't get away. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know what to tell you. The movie going experience is dying. Uh, it, like there's too many dumb people out there that that try to make it their own thing. They think they're on their couch. Like they think they're in their they're watching room. Netflix. Yeah, but they're like, dude. It's like, dude, you've got eighty people around you who are trying to enjoy. Bro, this. I've had I've had things like that too. It's like um, like I'm fine with clapping in the theater. Really? Yeah, I don't mind when clapping. something don't epic mind happens, yeah, yeah, clap. Yeah. But yo, I don't care what. I don't care. There's no reason you should clap in the first hour of the film. Nothing that tremendous has happened <laughs> yet. We didn't get a climax. No. Nobody's arc just rounded out. Like, there's no reason to clap in the first hour of a film. Yeah. Um. Like, dude. Like, Endgame when the portals opened up, I thought it was yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, the theater went crazy. Yes, went crazy. that yeah. was perfect. But I think my favorite part of the of seeing Endgame in the theater. Was oh yeah, spoilers if you haven't seen it. But in, it's, incoming it's been like a month. No, so, yeah. honestly, everyone has two weeks. Yeah, you have two yeah, weeks yeah, exactly. Um, just like you give a two week notice at a job, yeah. you have a two week notice when something like Endgame drops. Yeah, before all yeah, bets if you are off. Seen it yet it's your it's your problem. Exactly. Sorry, it's, uh, it came You're out. Good. It came out over a month ago. Now you should. You should it. fucking yeah. see it. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? What was I saying? Yeah, but um. My favorite part, like that part when all the Avengers came out, Avengers Assemble, everyone went crazy. Yeah. That was great. I loved when Thor fucking decapitates Thanos in the beginning of the yes. film. And you just, you could feel, feel the like, whole film just like, what? Where, yes. where do we go? What happens now? Yeah. Where do we, that, one of the things I thought that was great about the film is the film felt lost for 30 minutes and so did the audience. Yeah. And I think that was such a weird synergy because that's when they brought in all the awkward humor. Yeah. And everything yeah. because everyone's kind of like, what, yeah, how, what are we going to do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because yeah, when it happened, I'm like, how the fuck did they get everybody back? Exactly. Is dead. Literally, yeah. every, your <laughs> head starts going crazy. Yeah. It was such a great decision for yeah. them to go, go that route. Absolutely. Re- really. I, I really, I liked, see, Endgame's one of those things where I have a lot of criticisms of, but I still loved it. Yeah. I still thought it was a, a good film. I it was a yeah. lot of fun. It's one of my top Marvel films. It's one films. of my favorite of the, of the I liked MCU, Infinity yeah. War better, okay. but just because I felt in Infinity War, was, it was so neat. Yeah. It was so and neat. I, I think... I th- Very was, well packaged. Yeah. I think another thing is because Inf- Infinity War ended on a down note. Like, a, a lot of people's favorite is Empire Strikes Back. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's the Empire Strikes Back of the MCU. Because it's how you leave feeling yeah. the theater. You feel, you leave like you're at rock bottom. You can only go up. Exactly. And that's actually a good feeling yeah. as like a viewer. Yeah. You know, gets you excited for the next film. It's like, man, the you're amount like, of time they get out of this. Yeah. Dude, how are we going to stop yeah. Thanos was my favorite question for yeah. a whole year. Absolutely. How are we going to stop I Thanos? I got I got to see it again. I, I really I, I want to see it again. Enjoyed it. I yeah. really thought I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was great. Um. That luckily was something a lot of people were able to not bitch about. 
Yes. People yes. seem to bitch about everything I that think, comes out now. Yeah. Endgame really pretty universally like, man, that was great. That was I great. Yeah. It. it tied everything up. Everything has a taters. Yeah. Everything has a taters yeah, sure. without question. Sure. Um, but, but thankfully, I haven't heard too many. No, yeah. there's none in my circle who hated the film. Right. My my cousin Doug is really upset because he loves Thanos and oh. he wanted Thanos to win. <laughs> Yo, know, for his birthday last year, I got him like a foot and a half Thanos statue. Like, because he loved Thanos. Yeah. He left Infinity War like, yes, Thanos won, baby. <laughs> and then um, he and then he left Endgame like, this is so stupid. sad. So exa- exactly, exactly. He's like, oh, it's fucked up. Like Thanos should have won. Do that. Like, <laughs> he did nothing wrong. Ah, <laughs> uh, so good. Um, so good. But you want to uh, you want to tell some stories? Some stories. Tell some stories. Some stories. Yeah. What stories do you have in mind? What 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 you 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 you're the one who wants to go to story time. What book did you bring? Do you uh do you want to talk about the Khalil story? Oh man. Audience? Oh man. Um. See, Khalil isn't his name. It's not. What was this? What's his name? <sighs> his name was Bradley. Ten years. I thought his name was Khalil. It's Bradley. Okay. <laughs> god damn it i'll bleep it in post but yeah so okay. bradley um, so bradley had a had a this is back in high school right okay. we're in high school now yeah. and for those who are listening uh chris and i go a long ways back we yeah. were in a bowling league as children Pro- that's where we met probably went, known each other for like 15 years long for the majority yeah. of each other's lives yeah. most certainly um so we didn't go to the same high school no but there was a night we were hanging out and i was like yo man some we were seniors at this point i was like yeah. some kid in my high school is having a house party do you want to come and you were just like sure sure what are we gonna do what are we gonna do and you go we're gonna raid his fridge <laughs> yeah. come back here and hang, out. and hang out so so we go to we go to his fucking house we go to this motherfucker's house and i have to say bradley bradley's a nice guy okay. bradley's a good guy i i, I want to say that should this ever reach bradley okay bradley's a good guy bradley's a nice guy he was a troubled guy and from what i've heard he straightened himself out that's good and that's he's good standing up straight with his shoulders yeah. back and he's really crushing it so so we get to the house yes and it is a mess already the there's a a huge crowd in the kitchen and Bradley has the the hose attachment from the sink, and he's spraying people with it to try to, to get cool them to people calm down. Them, to to calm cool down. people down. Yeah, people. There's a bowl of fruit that people were throwing around. We we walk in. There's a guy eating a fucking apple. I was like, "You eating an apple?" Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, "Yeah, of course." It's a house party, dude. <laughs> so then we get to. Uh, I just want to say, there's there's about I would estimate. At least 80 people on this property. Yeah, easily. At easily. least 80 people on the property. Yeah, I'm being conservative. That's, that's the minimum. I'm yeah, being conservative. Yeah. Upwards of 120. Absolutely. Yeah. Lots of lots and, of fucking... Because there's a lot of people in the backyard because they lot. can't fit into the house. It, exactly. So, Running out of real estate. Yeah, so we squeeze our way into the house. Uh, we see we see people throwing a fruit bowl around. Uh, he's spraying the hose attachment at shit. Then something breaks. I think it's like a vase or something like that. He runs to attention there. We're like, all right, this is pretty fucking crazy already. And we, mind you, there's like we, like 10 of us that went to this thing. <laughs> we had to take two different So who cars. do we have? Who do we have? We had you, you, me, Pat, Pat Milano, yeah. John Robinson. John 2. John 2. Uh, Serenita? I think Chris Serenita was there. Vogel, definitely. Vogel was there. I think it was both J-Robs. Jesse Jeremy Robinson. Well. Yeah. I think Jesse Robinson was with us. I think I think all three of the yeah, Robinsons yeah, were with yeah. us. You know, give or take, give or take, we're missing some people. The yeah, Tyler Wallace and Monty's out there. They were, yes, it was yeah. definitely them. That was you know that there, the, there was a crew. Yeah, so we were so, we're at this fucking party. Yeah, and, and shit's gone wild. Yeah. food is flying. There's a, children are running everywhere. Like we're hormonal sixteen <laughs> year old. It, adolescence yeah, exactly. going insane yeah, yeah like people like basically like fucking on a couch bradley's <laughs> parents are not home no they're they're yeah they're not home from they what, ain't coming what, home from what you told me his mom was like here's some money have a couple friends over and he was like everybody come yeah, to my house bro the teachers the teachers in my fucking high school were like hey are you guys going to the party at bradley's be safe yeah so uh we're everyone watching, knew about bradley yeah we're watching the ping pong the the beer pong game ping pong game there's a wild game of ping pong going on. No, uh, so we're watching the beer pong game, and this kid is like looking at me like he knows me, and he doesn't. I don't go to this high school, <laughs> and so, so I'm like, this dude's out of his mind, drunk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess with him a little bit, and so I started, I'm staring at him back, and I'm like, 
oh, you're in my history class, right? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, like, all right, cool, man. I'll see you on Monday. And he goes, all right, dude, see you there. And then, uh, and I'm like, all right, that, that was fun. And so we're like, all right, let's, let's try to, let's just try to do this. Let's get to the fridge. So you and I walk over to the fridge. We open it up. It is fucking bone dry, except for squeezable jelly. We weren't the only ones with this idea. And, and French toast sticks. <laughs> so we're like, all right, I guess we're taking these. As we as I go to reach them, the door slams shut. And Bradley lifts me up and moves me. And he goes, don't do that. Bradley was a big dude. Yeah. And then, and oh, I missed something in between there. I, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to do that. But yeah, this, yeah, kid, yeah. this kid comes up to us. And he goes, because there was a room that was locked that had, if I remember correctly, like a PlayStation and Xbox in there. Oh, this is this is when you met Kano Wee. Yes, yes, yes. So we were talking to him, and then this this kid walks up again. I'm not going to name him. He walks up, and he goes, yo, guys, takes out like four video games. He goes, I stole this I shit, stole- <laughs> and he runs out of the house. <laughs> and then, and then, um, uh, and then, so, yeah, so after he moves me away from the refrigerator, Something else breaks, and we find that it's like the fucking sliding glass door, and or something like or no, that's no like, the so screen it door. Like, it wasn't the glass yeah. door yet. It was a screen door. Yeah, somebody like tore the screen door, screen door off the off the uh, wall, off the off the door. Um, and then I'm like, all right, let's get this and get the fuck out of here. So I put this, I put the jelly and the uh, French toast sticks in my jacket. I zip up, and then uh, and then there's there's somebody who had hot. There was a hot glue gun in the kitchen for some reason. For some fucking they reason, they had broken a cucumber. Hot glued it back together and put it in the bowl, and then and then these two guys and then these two guys are like, "Yo, let's hot glue the cabinet shut." <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, Nick, let's get the fuck out of here." And so then, and as we're as we're trying to leave, we hear sirens. Now this house was on, if I remember correctly, like Merrick Merrick Ave and uh, Jerusalem Ave. It was a busy, busy intersection. Where yes, like, yeah. very busy. So um, we hear sirens coming, and we're like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. And a lot of people scatter. But as we're running, we're like, oh, it's just an ambulance, so let's go get our Everybody crew. goes back in. So as we're going to get go back in, that's when the sliding glass door shatters. And everybody starts scampering away. And Oh, no, 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 no. You're missing miss one small... You're missing a detail. What? So it's, it wasn't the glass door that shattered first. What happened was... Um, Bradley okay. <laughs> Bradley lifted the sink up from the counter I didn't know that yeah, yeah. and one of the pipes burst <gasps> so there's water just spraying out to the middle of the shit so now the party is a wreck and then people basically break the glass door trying to just like run out of the house <laughs> break the fucking glass door and that's when the sirens come yeah, that's the when, second yeah, round yeah, yeah, of yeah. sirens, well, they, at, which were police cars, which yeah. were police cars. So we're like, oh, fuck, party's busted. Yeah. So <laughs> now a tidal party. wave of like 100 people are like fleeing this fucking property. Yeah. People are climbing on the it looks like what's the movie with uh, Brad Pitt and the zombies? Oh, World War Z. World War Z. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. looks like World War Z. People yeah. are climbing this fence, hopping yeah. the shed, and there's like five people on top of the shed ready to jump. Trying to jump into the next And backyard, as they yeah. put their weight down to jump, the thing the, fucking the shed collapses. collapses. Yeah. So we fucking, we're yeah. sprinting to the cars. There's sirens. There's lights everywhere. And so, we're like, and yeah, and so, first of all, and we see Bradley. He's like, like a, like a. Manic. Yeah. He's, he's I don't blame him. brick and starts waving it around at people. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, literally. And get and the yeah. That man's got a brick. Go, 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 go. And it's just a fucking yeah. wave of and people. This, yeah, just so then, sprinting. So we're all at the car. Oh. And we're, and we're trying to do like a quick head kill. Nine. Fuck. Where's Pat? Pat. <laughs> and then, and then we, and then we look and there's Pat. Cool as a cucumber. Walking. Strolling through the war. Yes. <laughs> there is a war, ladies and gentlemen. There are cops. Yeah. There are ch- people running in all directions. Yeah. And you just see Pat Milano strutting, baby. Strutting his stuff. He's got the car. swagger yeah. in his step. Like, gets, these guys ain't going to fuck with me. And again, we're screaming like, Pat, let's fucking get go. in the fucking and car. Gets, and he gets in the car. He's like, dude, what's the fucking, what's the problem? Like, like, Pat, are you fucking crazy? Do you see what's going on? In retrospect, <laughs> in retrospect, I have to say Pat made the right decision. Had we cool. as a crew yeah. left that party walking through the storm, yeah. <laughs> would have been an epic sight to see. I think so. But I recall this night ending with us going back to J-Rob's house, yes. heating up the French toast sticks, dipping them in jelly, and we watched Zombieland. Yes. Yes, I think that's right. That's how yeah. our night at Bradley's Great house night. ended. Great night. Do you want to tell the Taco Bell drive-thru story? The Taco Bell drive-thru story. That's one of my favorites, dude. 
So we're fuck. It's you, me, and uh, J Rob, isn't it? I think there's more people in it. You, me, J Rob. I think it's just you, me, J Rob. I feel like John Two's in there. John Two might be in there. Yeah. So we go to the Merrick Taco Bell, which uh, the Levitt. So just as a little precursor, the Levittown Taco Bell by me has a drive-through where you can get out of the drive-through lane if you want to. I thought all all Taco Bells were like this, and they were not. So we get to Taco Bell. With the plan to order like fifty dollars of food and just leave. So, <laughs> so we get to Taco Bell and I'm ordering everything on the menu, and I order like nine Mexican pizzas. <laughs> like he's he he's ordering for a star whole starving civilization. Yeah. He was yeah. trying to feed Venezuela with this whole fucking yeah. order. And then and then he's like, uh, "Is there anything all?" And I'm like, "You know what? I'm not really that hungry. I'm gonna cancel it. Eh, I'm, like, I'm not really hungry anymore." <laughs> And then, I'm, and then I try to drive through, and I like there's like a wall. I realize that I can't get out of this lane. There's a pile up of cars in front of me, and I'm like, "You're boned." Oh fuck! Because there's a car behind me, I can't back up. We're fucked. And so then we get to the window. I don't roll down my window. <laughs> the guy, the, he's just staring at yeah, you. The guy's staring at me. <laughs> and I, I roll down. I'm like, I roll down a crack, and I'm like, "Yeah, can I help you?" And he goes, "Did you order all that food?" <laughs> No. <laughs> Did you want anything? I'm like, no. <laughs> he's like, drive around. He tries to slam the drive-thru window, but he slams he it. He slams it and it opens back up. No, no, he tries to slam it, but it's like, it's like the automatic thing. So it just slowly closes. <laughs> and then, and then you start, you start losing it. You're like, if you didn't order anything, then why are we in the drive-thru? <laughs> but. Do you order anything? No, I'm just stuck. <laughs> Yeah, did you order all that food? No. No. What are you talking about? Did you order anything? No. no. I. I don't. I, I'm on. I'm on a lot of drugs right now, dude. I don't know where I am. That would have been a good bailout. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man. I, I really want you to tell one of my favorite stories of yours. Which is which your, one? Your roommate in college. Oh. Uh, you know. You know. You know which one's ours. I got. I got to tell this story. I'll yes, tell this story. Please. It's not a pleasant one, ladies and gentlemen. For me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a pleasant story for me to tell. It's pleasant for every it, listener. It exactly, including <laughs> Chris. Like it's so I'm going to ask you to enjoy this. Um so I'm going to sit there. I was in college. I'm not going to say what year this is cuz I don't want to give I want to leave you as give away I want to leave as little a paper trail to this person as possible cuz I want to say I I really I really want nothing but the best for this person. Mm-hmm. Um, truthfully, things did not end badly with us. We ended on a good, a, a pretty cool note, a pretty chill note. I want nothing but the best for this guy. But what I'm about to tell you is a true story. So, you know, I'm, I'm in my room. I had a weird sleep schedule okay. in, in college, as did everyone. But this is my freshman year. So I'm just like... Oh, you just gave away the year. <laughs> did I? <laughs> Fuck! You go, you go. There, I don't want to I, That's so hilarious. And then 30 seconds later, I so spoiled I'm in my freshman year. <laughs> You know what it is, man? It's hard. It's hard because I, I, the only way I know how to tell a story is just to like tell to it honest, to yeah. be honest. And like, all right, so I'm gonna try my best to leave as small a paper yeah. trail as I can. This is good because I had two different roommates my freshman year. Okay. Um. So. <laughs> so, I had a weird sleep schedule because it's my freshman year, and I'm staying up till two in the morning. I'm playing video games with my friends. We're we're being goons we're going on late night adventures through the murder capital of new york um we're having a good time nobody's having more fun than us right right so i slept like i primarily slept between the hours of three to eight and then again three to six i was on like a dual sleep schedule yeah yeah. i was sleeping like five hours at night and two or three hours in between class and lunch right so it's about four, three, four p.m. I'm falling asleep on my bed. I'm alone in my room. No one else is here. I wake up about forty-five minutes later, and I see my roommate sleeping in his bed. I was like, "Oh, cool. He's home from class." Back to bed. I wake up. I don't know how long it's been. I'm kind of just fading in and out at this point. And now he's sitting on his bed, staring into space. And I kind of like keep my eye like slightly squinted. I'm like, what's going on with this guy? Is he, what's he on, dude? Cause I don't really know him very well right now. I don't know him very well. I've known this guy a month. Mm-hmm. 
So I got like one eye open a little bit. I'm just kind of peeking on him, watching him. And he just stares into space. He's like a statue. He doesn't move. So I end up falling back asleep. I wake up. He's now standing in front of his bed, still staring into space. I'm like, I'm just going to really watch this guy. What is he doing? Now I'm watching him. And now like a grimace forms on his face he starts like smiling like he just concocted some idea so i swear like my stomach sank <laughs> i was like what is he doing so he gets a little closer and he starts walking towards me and i swear the hair started going up and he walks literally maybe within arm's reach of me he's like smiling and i shoot up like element of surprise i'm like what the fuck are you doing dude and he's like Huh? I, I, I don't know. I, I was I was just watching you sleep. I'm like, watching me sleep? Do you think that's a normal answer? He's like, huh? no, no, no. I mean, I, I didn't mean it like that. I just, I was like, what? What? I'm like screaming at him. I'm livid. I'm scared. I'm confused. Yeah. I'm tired. I don't sleep. I, I got a weird eating schedule. College is new. It's a month. I share a room. What are you doing watching me sleep? And he just freaks out and runs out of the room. I called Residence Life and I was like, I, I, we need to talk. <laughs> we need to talk. We need to fucking talk. I need a new roommate. I need, I don't, bless them. Bless them. Yeah. They didn't give me a new roommate. They gave me my space. <laughs> They're like, I think he just needs to be left alone after all this. Because this is just one of numerous stories. Numerous stories. This was one of the first. It's a scary story. Freshman year roommates, when you go away to college... It's a weird experience, yeah. but they shape you. And if there's anything I learned, sometimes, you know, keep one eye open. Right. You know, sometimes keep one eye open. You never know what somebody's doing. You never know why they're doing it. They may not know why they're doing <laughs> it. I don't know. It's not an enjoyable story for me. It's very I, I, I take, no, like, it, I it's take great pleasure. In I'm this. glad. I'm glad you enjoy it. I hope the people listening enjoy it. And and to this guy who we're talking about, like, I hope you're well. I hope you're really well. I hope you're really, really well. Because he had a lot of redeeming qualities. But damn, this motherfucker creeped you out. Something fierce. Something fierce. Something fierce, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, I've had numerous roommates since then, and. None of them have watched me sleep. None of them have smiled at the sight of me sleeping defenseless and vulnerable. Right. Because who knows what he was going to do? You know what's crazy? is like, I feel like he he was just weird, right? Okay. Like, that's really what it was. He was just, no, strange. Okay. Strange. I'm weird. He was just strange. And I don't know what he was going to do, but... I never feared for my life. I just kind of. Yeah, no, I'm not implying that, but it's just like as he was walking towards you, like, like smile. Yeah, yeah. it was just, what, it was just. What the weird. fuck was his plan? I don't know. I, I mean, maybe he just wanted to watch me sleep. I know one of the things I used to do, like when we were getting along, I used to play pranks on him. Uh huh. Like when we when we were getting along, I used to just like so maybe fuck... it was his idea of a prank. Yeah. Bro, you know me. Like I fuck with everybody. Yeah. If I can't fuck with you, like if you can't be chill enough that I can't fuck with you and you can't fuck with me. It's probably not going to work out. Yeah. Because jokes are funny. Um, so I don't know if maybe that... It, it's very possible he could have just been trying to have fun. And maybe he had this idea he was going to play a prank on me. Like maybe put my hand in hot water or something to make me <laughs> yeah, piss yeah, my yeah, pants. Yeah. Like exactly, it, exactly. it, it could have been a number of things. It What made it weird was the lead up. Yeah. The, the, the sitting... Maybe the smirk is him getting in the idea like, ooh, this is going to be good. And then yeah. like... He's trying to like... Acting out, getting more excited and stuff, and then then you fall, you foil his plan. Yeah, by waking up. Yeah, <sighs> and screaming at him. Man, college was so much fun. <laughs> college was so much fun because you know what? You learn how to deal with all kinds of people. Whether whether you go away or you commute, that's that's one yeah. of the big things that you learn from college is how to deal with a lot of different Absolutely. people. And th- you know, I, I didn't have as, as many stories because I didn't go away. I did, you know I commuted, but uh, I know I I live vicariously through the many stories that you had at college i've got a lot know, of stories and you told the one of my favorite stories you told on the episode with daryl is the vending machine story oh the pool, the table. pool table story yeah, yeah yeah that's epic i, that's I epic. absolutely love that story he's like <laughs> what, what was the guy screaming at you he's like 
screaming at me? There was the guy who's like interrogating you. Oh! Yeah. Who broke that pool table? <laughs> who broke that pool table? And yo, I, I th- honestly, I thought I was going to get expelled. Right. I was laughing so hard, I thought I was going to get expelled. Yeah. But they had nothing on me. I didn't right. do anything wrong, so I right. couldn't do anything. But I was laughing in the face at the head of security. Yeah. And they're like, you think his anger is funny? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you guys have the whole thing on tape. You're literally doing this because you're bored. Yeah, like, yeah, you know who did it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. But we got to uh, we got to wrap this up soon. Okay. We got to wrap this up. Uh, if you want to give yourself one last little plug, sure. uh, let the people know what you got going on. Let them know what's coming up and uh, let them know where they can follow you. Sure. Uh, so, you know, again, the podcast is uh, biweekly. So I'll ha- I have a new episode uh, coming. When, when are you going to be dropping this? Just so I know. Probably tomorrow, which is May 31st. May 31st. Well, that's when the next episode of uh pick last pod uh, sorry not pick last pod of charging the mound is going to be coming out uh tomorrow may 31st same day as this so uh you can catch it on itunes or on apple Podcasts, spotify uh anchor anywhere the podcasts are found um and then the blog you know i i put something up every uh every once in a while there i've more of the energy recently has been getting the podcast up off the ground so uh more posts are going to be coming on the blog soon um probably in the next week or so and then uh to follow me at dr underscore perk on twitter and instagram and uh obviously the like i said the podcast is called charging the mound and the blog is charging the mound.com you heard it here this wasn't his first time it won't be his last time but it's his second time <laughs> chris Bukowski, thanks for coming on thanks man the whole blinking cosmos with all its galaxies and forever and ever and ever whatever it is beyond that what you might call god in the western tradition or brahman in hindu philosophy or tao in chinese every one of us is really that but we are pretending we aren't and we are pretending with Tremendous skill and deception. Who are you?